should I do the radio voice again? Did you listen to the last episode? Uh, which was the last one? The Spider-Man trailer uh, theories. Shit, no. No, I didn't. All right, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> All right. Hello, you're listening to The Fandom Optimists, the show where we talk about the latest and greatest of our favorite fandoms with a decidedly optimistic view. Thank you again, Mr. Radio Guy. That's still not me, by the way, dear listener. Um, hi, I'm Jordan, and I love content. <laughs> I'm joined, joined once again by Blue. Blue, how you doing? I feel like you need to come up with a better follow-up to that. Yeah, no, I will. I'm just having also, fun with it for now. <laughs> also, when, when you said radio voice, for some reason, I... I imagine like the old Tommy, like oh, you're wow, thinking welcome back to the Phantom Optimus. <laughs> you were thinking the uh, the opening uh, last time on on Legend of Korra. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I dude, I love that voice because it sounds like it should have never have existed at any point in our society, and yet I guess it did. I got I got to get me one of those voices. I've just got the the big bravado. You can't Radio do it. Voice. No, I, I talk like this all day if I wanted to. <laughs> uh, have you ever heard Hank Azaria do his uh, his like old timey uh, baseball uh, commentator voice? I don't think so. Just just look him up sometime. He's really good at it. Uh, uh, Simpsons guy, right? Yeah, the Simpsons guy. He's really good at it. It's it's really it's really fun. Um, yeah, it's clearly, dear listener, I do not know how to open my episodes anymore i decided to i decided to bring in the the radio voice just as a bit because uh andrew over at true believers told me uh that i'm very good at it so <laughs> i mean i like it it's good it's just the follow-up that needs work because yeah just i like, know one one step hey. at a time blue <laughs> Fair. you can tell you can Run. tell i'm tired this is gonna be a this is gonna be a wild one. Okay. I feel like you say that qualifier every time you record, and it's, a, it's like it's a good excuse point, for me making no sense ever. At some point, it's just the default. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're we are talking about the first two episodes of Hawkeye on Disney Plus, and what what do you think of it? Okay, I gotta get the the elephant in the room out of the way before we really get into the optimism because it will mm. be dragging it down otherwise. Um, Disney, play pay fucking uh, David Aya, please. Yes. You clearly like it's the same fucking font. All right, you use the exact same Hawkeye logo. It, all of the visuals, everything like that's these are the most iconic Hawkeye visuals. Give the man a fucking paycheck. Okay, with that out of the way, um, uh, it, it was it surprised me. I look, I feel like varying levels of production for this series had varying levels of faith in the character of Kate because the marketing department marketed this very heavily as 
Clint is the main character. This this is the Hawkeye show, and Hawkeye is the main character, and it's going to be about him bringing Kate up to be his successor. When in reality, they had a lot more faith in actually making the show because it turned out Kate is the main character. Clint Very clearly. He is barely even in the first episode. That this is her show, and it's about her being mentor. The mentor isn't always the main character. Look at the ancient one in Doctor Strange. So, like, yeah. when when it opened with her, I was like, okay, this might just be an introduction to the character. But then the opening sequence doesn't even show Clint in it. <laughs> yeah, the opening sequence kind of gives us this artistic. Uh... Uh, sort of slideshow of her training and becoming a gymnast and and getting good at archery and martial arts and stuff trying to trying to train herself to become a superhero and uh, no no she also also happened to do fencing which um uh even though she doesn't play later yeah even though she doesn't know that he's ronin like you know that's also one of hawkeye's skills yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, fifty minute episode, um, and Clint gets like five Three six scenes. minutes. Yeah, probably, the first scene probably is, about six minutes. The first scene is with him in Rogers the Musical, which you know what I would go see it. <laughs> um, I loved Rogers the the one song. It's a terrible song, but it was really fun to listen to. Look. It's only as terrible as the average Broadway song is. You can fucking find yeah. me. But, like, I recognize that Broadway music is less about being a good song and being more of a good song to dance and do a production to. It, it's not about listening. It's about seeing. And as a result, I don't like Broadway songs too much. <laughs> I can do this all day. Um. <laughs> I um, loved but it. yeah, so it was it was that it was the Rogers the musical, it was the the dinner where uh, the guy was like it's on the house and uh, uh, I thought that was very nice. Um, uh, yeah, and- I really liked that moment that they keep showing us that Clint is really uncomfortable being famous. Yeah, like it, he does it not makes like sense he's a spy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like. Um, and I think he also has some anxiety uh, about being like the only normal guy left on the team. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then it's uh, uh, at the end when he sees Ronan on the news. Um, I, and I want to say real quick, I'm so thankful they finally made him deaf. Um, oh, it, God. Look, yes. The reveal that he was deaf took me off guard because like the, they're at Rogers, the musical and like the music starts to like die out and it's replaced with like this quiet, like somber, like violin as he like focuses in on the Natasha actress. And, you know, at first I thought it was just like a, um, you know, like a normal like TV show thing where it's showing what his focus is on entirely. And yeah, like, you're not supposed to be hearing, but then like Lila starts trying to talk to him like, and, and, and she waves her hand in front of his face and he fucking puts his finger to his ear and all the sound comes back and she's like, did you turn your hearing aid off? And I was like, oh! Oh, he actually wasn't hearing that. Um, yeah, and I really like that they they didn't uh, just retcon. They didn't go, yeah, we just didn't mention before that he's deaf. Sorry. They had it be, he's become <laughs> deaf after all this shit that he's been through. Because I, I yeah, like when, he- when Kate asks him, 
you know, what, yeah, she's like, when why did, are you, how are you deaf? Happen? When did that happen? And they flash back to like every time he's been right next to an explosion and he goes, it's impossible to tell. <laughs> it's great. I love that because it, it shows like, yeah, there's realistic consequences for this shit. You can't just get rocked by these massive battles <laughs> every couple of years and then not have the wear and tear on your body. Yeah, the space god will be fine. You will not. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, something I, I feel like, um, I don't think a whole lot of people know. Do you know that Thor kind of cheats when it comes to his strength? No. Like, he, um, like, he's an Asgardian, so he's strong, but you ever notice how he's way stronger than all the other Asgardians? Um, I, I guess. Well, like, look at, like, yeah, that's the, true. Yes. Look at when the not core guy appears in the beginning of, um, uh, fucking Thor the Dark World, or yeah, Thor the Dark World, and he takes it out in one shot, and the others are like, holy shit. Um, it, it's because he has an artifact, a belt that doubles his strength. Oh, I didn't know that they just were going with that in the, uh, in the movies. Well, see, it ambiguous about whether or not that was ever a part of his deal until spider-man homecoming. homecoming yeah i know they mentioned it in homecoming but i i just assumed that was an easter egg because they were so vague about whether or not he actually had it that i'm like was just, does he does he wear it or not i mean <laughs> look short short of them like having chris hemsworth look into the camera and go this belt doubles my strength like, <laughs> I, yeah, that's true. I don't think they're ever going to, like, flatly say it, but I, I had never really thought through how much stronger he is than all the other Asgardians. It, yeah, I mean, like, he, like, like, we tend to think that Loki is, like, weak because he employs more trickery, and whenever he gets into a fight with Thor, he loses, but it's like, no, he's probably about as strong as, like, the fucking french guy or uh the asian guy i'm sorry their their names the <laughs> french guy you know the one with like the wispy mustache and he had like oh a yeah fandral um yeah, there you go the warriors three i should Rob, robin hood prince charming yeah Shazam. what <laughs> he was he he has been played by both prince charming and shazam uh which is funny in the in the first thor movie he was played by uh josh dallas who plays prince charming on once upon a time oh and he was zachary levi yeah in thor 2 and 3 it's zachary levi oh okay they brought in zachary (laughs) levi to have no lines and get killed in one second of thor ragnarok (laughs) yeah that's wild man yeah oh i think uh i think the asian guy's han or is that walking dead ho is it hogan maybe I wish I could remember his name. I know there's, and I don't remember. I don't remember Gimli's name either. I just call him Gimli, <laughs> the fat one. Yes. I I want to say Volstag, but I don't know for yeah, a fact that it. he's actually Volstag. That's it. It's Volstag. I just is I he? just like calling okay. him Gimli because <laughs> I know Volstag is an actual like fat Norse god. But then again, like they all are. Thor's fat, but they are like no, yeah. no, no, can't have that up until... Yeah, like, I remember a lot, a lot of people got really upset when it was revealed that the next uh, God of War um, game is gonna have a fat Thor. God, what a bunch of pussies. Because like, I've seen this post <laughs> where it's like, oh, look at what we could have had. And they showed um, like, 
I guess somebody ripped the model from the end cut scene of the first, you know, uh, 20, what is it? 18 God of war game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it shows him like in this like cloak with a hood and everything. And yeah. I was like, that's the same guy. He's just wearing different clothes. You fucking losers. <laughs> that's pretty funny. All right. Hawkeye. Um, right. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so Kate, I thought Kate was awesome. Like I'm, I'm enthralled. This is, she's so great. I love um, her. She's great. Oh, the, the look women in tuxedos gotta be one of my favorite genders. <laughs> um, I, I love that. He said appropriately that you look better in a tuxedo than I ever will. <laughs> Yeah, she looked good, man. Oh, it was great. Yeah, she she pulled that oh, off real well. Um, she's she's shown to be like really quick witted and clever. Like, like uh, she hears uh the the caterer named Gary, so she goes through, grabs the catering tray as cover. This guy comes through, is like, uh, I'm sorry, I was supposed to be the only one working out here, right? And she's like, uh, well, Gary told me to come out here, so you got to take it up with him. And so he leaves, and he comes back with another guy. It's like, excuse me, who are you? At, uh, or who who told you to be here? And she's like, Gary did. And he's like, I'm Gary. Now, who are you? And there's a pause, and then she just sort of like bites her lip <laughs> a little bit. She's like, you see, that's the problem, Gary. You don't even know my name. I can't do this anymore. I quit. And he's like, what? Wait, you can't wait, quit. Uh, wait, hang on. <laughs> Oh, she's so cool. I love that our I love that our introduction to her, other than the flashback where we get to see we get to see the Battle of New York from a new angle. I always love seeing the Battle of New York from a new angle. Mm-hmm. I, I love that we keep returning to this event because, uh, of course, you would. It's it's the moment everything changed. It shaped a lot of people's lives. Oh my god! It's just occurring to me. Like, how did I spend like over a decade? The Battle of New York is basically the MCU's version of 9-11. Yeah, and I, I guess we could assume that because there's the war on terror going on in Iron Man, that they had a 9-11, but this is so much worse <laughs> Yeah, that, that it became the real defining uh, cultural moment for probably the entire world. Yeah. Uh, an alien invasion, although it is funny that alien invasions only ever seem to attack America uh, yeah, for the most part. New York, right? <laughs> to, to be fair, Thor 2 had an alien attack in London. So, yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, seeing. Yeah, I love that she gets to see. Yeah, I love that she gets to see the single most badass moment from Hawkeye from the first Avengers movie uh, from, from a different angle. And we got to see that where he jumps off the, the roof and turns around. I was watching uh, blind waves reaction and uh, they realized that the arrow that saved her life is probably the one that he wasn't even looking when he fired it because yes. he fired that shot and then immediately, you know, like did the hand to hand fighting and then swung into the window. Yeah, that's true. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, he's so cool. They're all so cool. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Like I, I've I seen Hawkeye hate on the timeline. How dare you? How dare you? Because like, cool. you gotta look at things from Kate's perspective. She 
she might be rich, but she doesn't have the technological resources to have an Iron Man suit. She can't have a super soldier serum. She can't survive from untold amounts of gamma radiation. And she's not a space god. But you know what she can do? She can train like hell to be like the next Hawkeye. Like, if she pushes herself to do it. And, you know, she's so inspired by him. You know, people are like, why would you care about Hawkeye when he's just a guy? It's because he's just a guy. It's the same and reason yet- you care about Batman. Dude. Exactly. <laughs> I, oh, speaking of, I saw a really cool parallel that I never thought of between Hawkeye and Nightwing. Uh, they both grew up in the circus and they both um, oh know, my God. trained with some of the strongest hand-to-hand combatants in the world. Oh my God. Um, oh my God. And are, you know, masters of multiple forms of weaponry and combat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, what happened? So, so we see the Battle of New York. Oh, and then I was, I was getting to that our, our modern day introduction to Kate is her accidentally destroying the clock tower at, <laughs> at her college, which was awesome and really sets the stage. For, I, I remember I saw someone say that they didn't like the show because Kate is unlikable. It's like, well, what? She's unlikable in the sense that, like, Tony Stark was an asshole when we first met him. I don't even um, think it's that bad. She saves a dog from getting hit by a true. car. That's true. They <laughs> If they bother to show you her jumping into traffic to save a, a dog that's missing an eye, you cannot dislike this character. Which, by the way, it's I, illegal. Like that, I like that Clint seems to gravitate to this dog because uh, he's deaf in one ear and it's blind in one eye. Oh, uh, that's cute. And I didn't think of that. <laughs> I really like that. So I love that she destroys the clock tower. Uh, gets in this kind of this, there's this big fight with the mom. Uh, what do you think of the mom? Do you think the mom is uh, is nefarious? I think the mom is well intentioned, but she's she's not as wise as she thinks she is. She mm-hmm. she's. I think losing the dad scared her. And she decided to double down on being the mom that protects Kate. And Hmm. so now she's refusing the idea that Kate can protect her. And as a result, she sort of inherently sees Kate as below her. Not in a malicious way, but she never takes Kate's claims that run counter to her own beliefs seriously. She doesn't trust Kate. And that's going to have to be something that she's going to learn to do. Uh, especially because she seems to be about to marry the villain. Uh, <laughs> very Rugrats in Paris. Yeah. Um, I mean, also that guy is incredible. I I keep forgetting the actor's name. He plays. Okay, he plays uh, Lalo on Better Call Saul. He plays the villain in Hot Fuzz. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's so good. He's good at being very charming, but despicably unlikable. Like he's he's he so sells it charming. so well. He's so charming that it actually makes it worse because you know he's got to be doing something nefarious. So every time he does something likable, and you feel this urge to smile, you're just like, no, no, you're just tricking me, you bastard. <laughs> Which also, at least when we first meet him, and for that entire first episode, I think, uh, we have 
absolutely no reason to think he's nefarious other than just the vibe this dude gives off. I he's mean, he attends really a black good market. at it. That's he true. attends a black I've... market auction to That's buy true. a sword that was stolen from the Avengers. And so. and he does steal it. But like even before even before he gets to that, when when I first meet him, I'm like, this guy's an asshole. Oh, speaking of that auction, when Kate but he's so uh, nice. when Kate takes the suit and starts fighting and she like grabs some of the wine bottles because they're doing it in a winery. Mm. Did you expect the bottles to break? Yes. Yes. I expected she was going to be bottling and glassing people, but no, the bottles just start going thump, thump. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I guess they do make those things to be hard to break, don't they? Yeah, you'd, you'd have to I'm hit it rich pretty hard against if you're if you're hitting it against someone's head, you're gonna have to hit it pretty hard for it to break. And and I like that they kind of subverted our expectations there by giving us a small dose of reality. Yeah, because they they. Oftentimes in these productions, they love their breakaway glass and, yes. um, you know, valid. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, like so, so like I see her swinging at this guy's head. I expect the breakaway glass. I expect the shatter, and then it just goes dunk, and I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No. Oh gosh, she she's great. I love that she you know holds her own there, gets out of the place. And the tracksuit mafia. I love the tracksuit mafia. Yeah. They're so funny to me. People have pointed out that the leader appears to be... (laughs) Bro. Uh, The leader appears to also be deaf. Oh, Oh, yeah. The the echo, the leader at the end of the... uh, At the very end of the episode. I'd, I've heard that Echo's involved in this somehow, so I guess that's her? Oh, I've heard that name, but I know very little about that character. I think she's deaf, so that's why I'm like, oh, this must be Echo. It's a deaf right. woman who seems like a badass, and from my limited understanding of who Echo is in the comics, deaf woman who's a badass, so... Gotcha. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. Uh... Yeah, that's that's cool. That's yeah. gonna be cool. The the villain is deaf and Hawkeye is deaf. Huh. Yeah. I cool. I like that it's because it, like heroes with disabilities is a big deal, right? Because like yeah. speaking as someone who is uh you know mentally disabled, um whether it be physical or mental, like living with these, um, you know, these conditions, uh, it's not that they're all like, you know, Oh, it's so terrible. I wish I was dead, but like, it does impact you. Right. And Hmm. one of the worst impacts isn't even the impact on your body itself. It's the impact of how other people treat you. And, you know, it, it, it's like, it's double shitty. Because people say things that make you feel invalidated, but at the same time, you can't even get mad at them because you know they're trying to come from a place of, like, being kind. So it's like, you know, I I wish you wouldn't say it like that, but I also know you're not just trying to be an asshole, so I can't, like, lash out at you. And so when you see these characters that can do these amazing things, you know, with whatever impairment they've got, it makes you feel good good right when i saw um 
the 2017 Power Rangers movie and Billy, you know, had autism. Uh, and, and like one of the, one of the things in that movie is that they had to like use their like emotions and their focus to, um, you know, morph. And mm-hmm. so th- there's this big idea that autistic people are like emotionally shallow compared to the average person. It's like, that's actually the opposite. We feel emotion very strongly. It's just mm-hmm. the ability to express it is stunted. And so I thought it was cool that he was the first one to be able to morph. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is cool. I never thought of that on that level. That's really neat. Yeah, so, like, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of greatness with uh, both Clint and Echo in the Hawkeye series for people who are deaf uh, that I can't even, like, because that's the thing. It's such, like, little mundane day-to-day things that the average person can't really even imagine or perceive unless you're living that life like the whole thing of the emotional thing with the blue ranger like you just said like you didn't think of it and it's not like it's not a fault of your own it's just you don't have to live with that the way i do right so it's i i'm i'm hoping that um and like i said i i watched blind wave uh eric from blind wave i know is deaf in one ear so i'm oh yeah uh, i I keep forgetting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, he mentions it occasionally and i'm like oh wow and then i forget about it yeah so I, i'm hoping that this series does something uh good for all of our deaf um you know brothers and sisters and yeah that's really cool siblings uh in the superhero fandom um how cool would it be if our deaf archer encountered a blind lawyer in this uh <laughs> in this series it would be great uh, that'd be pretty that'd be pretty intense yeah i want him in this yeah. stuff well one one more thing i'll say on on the topic of disabilities before we talk about other stuff um mm-hmm. i am hoping uh we get a good uh autistic um mcu character um I'm hoping they don't force that character to interact with Doctor Strange. Oh, God. <laughs> because, again, Doctor Strange might be fine, but Benedict Cumberbatch is no friend to autistic people. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, think, I think if you are going to have an autistic character... You should have an autistic person play them, and you should not force said autistic person to interact with a man who thinks that they are a good inspiration for Frankenstein. Yeah, let's let's keep the uh, let's keep an, let's keep Marvel's autistic characters away from Doctor Strange. Uh, um, are there any like fam- famously comic book autistic characters? Um, I feel like there is. Hang on, I gotta. Um, there probably is. Do, do, do um oh fuck off god damn it is it dr strange <laughs> no <laughs> it, that would be hilarious but no it's, it's mr fantastic oh is that like actually like canonically autistic or is it people guessing uh Mr. Fantastic is both a claimed and a named autistic character. Ooh. Okay. That's, well, 
disgusting. Why would you make one of the most horrible characters in comics the autistic one? Fuck you guys. Fair enough. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Hawkeye. Um, yeah. So, so Kate, I love that when Kate, I, I, firstly, I love that Kate keeps calling the dog pizza dog because he likes pizza. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that dog, uh, like, what the deal is with that dog? Because, like, it seemed to automatically go toward whatever this watch is that the tracksuit mafia is after. Oh, I didn't think of that at all. I thought it was just a dog. Like, it just showed up out front of the auction, and then, like, everyone's looking for this watch, and then the second that a dude from the Mafia spots the watch, Bro. Uh, the dog started going after... <laughs> Bro. It started going after his leg, and, um... And, like, I... I don't know what this watch is. It seems like it might be a MacGuffin, but maybe this dog has some sort of connection to it. Very interesting. I'm trying and to I think of like it. famous like dogs. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of famous dogs from Marvel. I don't know if there is a pizza dog, but um, <laughs> pizza dog. It I makes think, me so happy. I think. Don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure that in Old Man Logan, uh, Hawkeye has a dog. Okay. Do you know if it I has think. one eye? Uh, oh. I feel like that's Honestly, very distinct and is going to be the. If if it is a specific dog, that specific dog is probably only has one eye. <laughs> I saw people be like, "What if it's Nick Fury?" <laughs> oh my god, it's Nick! Yes. It's a it's a it's a scroll. The dog is a scroll. Uh, yeah, maybe we know that they can turn into uh, uh, anything. I think I yeah. I loved I loved that in Captain Marvel where he goes, "Can you turn into a filing cabinet?" He goes. I mean, why would I turn into a filing cabinet? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a matter of why, I, whether I can or can't. But <laughs> like, what would that serve? <laughs> oh god. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I, I, I just can't get behind the idea that Kate is an unlikable character. She, she is trying. She's, she's traumatized, dude. Her fucking dad died. She saw aliens almost kill her, and she, she immediate, immediately was like. The man who said he would protect us is gone. Now I need to protect us. And then she sees this guy who's clearly uh, into some bad shit, manipulating her mom. And um, like, if it's because she like went for the attack, um, uh, you know, on him when he wasn't looking. Yes. Uh, yes. You would have to operate under the assumption that she was gambling, but skill recognizes skill. As soon as they were, like, you know, going at each other with defensing, she was immediately, like, stop holding back. She could tell that, like, he had a lot more skill than he was letting on. So, I don't think it was a gamble. I think she knew he was going to be able to block that effortlessly, and she just did it to prove that he could. And, like, the, the fact is, she did what she set out to do. She said to her mom, I proved that he was lying. Yep. The mom is still like, oh, but so what? You were kind of mean. Fuck off, mom! <laughs> yeah, she is very perceptive. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's not that she's... Like, you could say she's reckless, yes. But she's also got a lot to prove because other people aren't taking her seriously. Like, 
that shit that gets upsetting real quick like stop treating me like i don't know what i'm talking about do you know how hard i've worked to get where i am yeah oh wow uh, she, she i love kate bishop i'm, I'm just I'm, I'm already like this is this is oh, it's so good yeah they 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 like I wasn't sure, but they sold me on her so quick. It was like, wow! I, I, you know what? This is a great character. I'm on board. I can't wait to see where she goes. Yep. Also, I love also, her crashing through the uh, skylight at the <laughs> at the very end of the second episode. Yeah, I um, I I described the vibe of the show uh that I got from the trailers leading up to it uh to mm-hmm. Andy, and I was like um. It feels like if you mixed I'll Be Home for Christmas with Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's because very true. He literally says the line, I'll be home for Christmas. And it's like, okay, I get it. I see what you're doing. <laughs> uh, oh, the uh, my I think my single favorite scene was the live action role playing. Oh yeah, I forgot the about sequence. that. It's great. It's the single my favorite line in both of these episodes is either I can take this fake sword and fake kill you and I'm going to take that suit or I'm going to real punch you and you're going to real fall down and I'm going to take that suit. <laughs> and that's, that's the best whole series so far. I thought you were going to say the slow motion goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that whole sequence of him just tearing through all the live action role players is so funny. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like they should have been more specific with their uh, instructions because they were like, if you get hit in the torso, uh, then you're dead. And he got hit multiple times in the back. And I was like, aren't those killing blows? But I guess they really meant the chest. And it's like, well, if you mean the chest, don't say torso. Does that include your back? Yeah. <sighs> that, the, <laughs> that was so great. And I love yeah. the dude. The dude kept his word. He just gives him the suit back. I was a little worried. Yeah, I was, like, is something going to go on here? But he I, gives I was it back. half expecting that um, he would just dip out with the suit. <laughs> but yeah, what a nice guy. Did it. Yeah. Uh, again, like, I, I like that people, you know, because, like, I'm so used to people making Hawkeye the butt of jokes in real life. So it's mm-hmm. nice that they don't do that um, in the actual MCU. Like, someone says Hawkeye. They're not like, oh, can I get another Avenger? <laughs> no, they're like, holy shit, it's Hawkeye. Oh, it's great to meet you, man. Yeah, they didn't do to him what they did to Ant-Man, which Ant-Man deserved it um, in Endgame. Yeah, he, that was, he was, that was really Ant-Man. funny. Uh, speaking of fucking the fact that they put him in the goddamn uh, Battle of New York for Rogers the Musical, it's like, come on, guys. Yeah, that they don't... Uh, the the general public clearly has an uninformed uh, view on these things. I mean, like, I suppose you could be like, well, just because we didn't see him doesn't mean he wasn't there. It's like, sure. But you could ask like, Hey, was there any other heroes in the battle of New York other than you six? No, not really. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I, I love that Kate does kind of make fun of Hawkeye for his branding issues. Yeah. Which I thought was very funny. 
I think it was like both meta, but also it made sense. Cause again, from Hawkeye's perspective, he was only ever trying to do his job of being a really, really good spy. And part of being a good spy is not being recognized. So he's never been in it for the, uh, the noticeability. Um, and like for Natasha, it's a lot easier to gain that recognition despite her having the same level of skill. Like the, between the shocking red hair and the fact that they've always got her with ass shots, focusing on her skin tight ass suit. Uh, it's like, yeah, obviously, you know, there's something <laughs> that people are going to notice. Mm. Uh, with Hawkeye, he's a lot more unassuming, which actually fits a lot better for a spy. And so now that he's transitioned from being a spy to being a superhero, people don't gravitate to him as much as the others, not just because of the lack of powers. Again, Black Widow showed that a lack of powers does not mean you're not going to work well as a superhero. As she said, it's because he's too low-key and we're out of the era where we want a self-assured, cool low-key guy we now want emotionally available um you know <laughs> genuine guys and yeah. that was also a meta commentary on the superhero community as a whole because in the uh late 90s to i want to say early 2010s that was the character we were into right the the more loner stoic cool-headed quiet broody self-assured the edge lordy character the one that edge lords could get behind um but ever since you know the mcu we've been like no we got to get back into really loving these guys who um who are inspiring yeah good way to put it uh oh, what else what else is going on here let's think how dare you make a the seventh out of one of your family members uh, <laughs> armand the seventh it was like okay you were armand the third that's already too much but like i'm <laughs> I, i'm a junior and i'm already like i will never ever ever put my child through the hell of having the same name as me just name uh, your child blue junior Sounds like a fucking Nicktoons show. Blue the third. N- no. I had a fish that... Um... <laughs> what? <laughs> just, I, I had a fish. It's just a great way to start whatever story it's going to be. I don't know. I, I, look, uh, when I was in fifth grade, when I was 10 years old, we went to a, a freshwater preserve, and... Um, they taught us how to do netting you know yeah. like yeah. not fishing but casting a net and um i was the one that volunteered to actually try it uh so i was at the end of the dock i cast this net um you got to put it in your teeth kind of gross but whatever um so i did it and i actually did catch a sunfish and the 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 instructor was like now you're not going to catch anything don't feel bad no one ever gets on their first try and so i pulled out i got this tiny little sunfish they're like oh okay um and they they grabbed a plastic bag and filled it with water and let me keep it. And I, um, again, I've already pointed out my name's Chris. It's fine. Fucking whatever. Uh, so mm. I was like, I'm going to name him Chris the Third. And um, my teacher, Mr. M, I, I love the guy. He made me realize that adults could like superheroes. But um, he was like, Can, uh, that's really cool, Chris. Can I see it? And I'm like, okay. 
but you know, don't drop him. And he's like, look, I'm an adult. I'm not gonna. And he didn't even finish the sentence, and he dropped him. And the bag like squeezed through the crack in the pier and fell in the ocean. And I'm just staring down at the crack, and then I just stare like I'm glaring up at him, and he's just like really nervous and awkward, and he's just like, uh. <laughs> Uh, he just walks away. I'm just like you, motherfucker. You so I assume, killed Chris the third. Well, I assume that that fish just was in a plastic bag of water in the water for a while until it started. Yeah, that's sad, man. Yeah. Now I'm sad. Okay, I love in uh. I love when Kate says his name was Armand the Third of at least seven. <laughs> yeah, just the way she worded that was funny. Uh, oh, do you think Armand the Seventh is going to come back? Hmm. I doubt it. Like, I think they well, were just he, setting up that funny sentence. He, he he popped up. He had a proper child actor. Um, he immediately had some characterization by calling uh, him. Armand instead of great grandpa or whatever. Um, hmm. And okay, and maybe. again, there's there's a rich people conspiracy going on because Armand the Third has been murdered. Um, so it wouldn't shock me if uh, Armand the Seventh came back, especially because they're they're like trying to set up you know a young Avengers, right? What if this kid winds up being like a young Lex Luthor <laughs> to them? That would be fun. Uh that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, 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 a kid team movie where their villain is also a kid. <laughs> like, because it's always like, oh, the kids are showing that they can hang with the adults, like Spy Kids or whatever. But it's like, no, let a kid fuck with those kids. Like, <laughs> so and be like, hey, hey, you have fallen prey to my machinations, you fools. <laughs> so other than that, I assume. Clint either dies or retires at the end of this show. I have no idea where this is going. I have absolutely no idea. You know what's fun is that um, he's never worn the proper Hawkeye outfit and Mm -hmm. she was wearing uh, her version of the Hawkeye outfit and we see on the Disney uh, they're wearing it together. I feel like she manages to get him to wear the Hawkeye outfit. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, because he's worn, like, stuff that's kind of close to it, but in red instead of purple. But he's never... Yeah, in the first... I'm pretty sure in the first Avengers movie, he's wearing mostly black, but he's got kind of vaguely the Hawkeye shape, but in a dark red... Um, and they kind of alluded to it again in his like long sleeve costume from the second Avengers. Oh yeah, it, it's 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 almost like a burgundy. It's like purple. Yeah, red. it's a yeah, it's a burgundy kind of dark red, and it's but they've never given him the straight black and purple vibrant uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Suit. Yeah, I'm excited to see him in that. Uh, so, predictions? Do you got you got any predictions going forward? 
Uh, I foresee a lot more drama with Hawkeye trying to get home for Christmas. And I'll be honest, that's my least, that's the part I'm least interested in. Um, I, as far as the actual superhero plot, um, the tracksuit mafia seems to be a player in the story enough that they put one of them in the fucking end credits uh, animation. Um, and it could just be because like these first two or three episodes, they pop up. But I, I wonder if, cause like they were after that watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, they have to like this watch. I'm pretty sure is going to be the MacGuffin of the series. Uh, I think it's going to be, uh, the rich um, people at the center of the conspiracy that murdered Armand the Third, and that uh, fucking Jack is a part of, um, versus uh, the tracksuit mafia versus the Hawkeyes. Hmm. Okay. Uh, because you... Marvel likes doing three factions going against each other. Yeah, it's a good. Do you? Have do you lend any credibility to quote unquote leaks, which I never trust? So I don't feel like I'm stating a spoiler here. Um, but if, if you are listening to this and you like hate leaks and stuff, I, I have no reason to think these are real. So just you know, you do you. Um, but the, there's been a lot of rumors that we might be seeing uh, Wilson Fisk, whether it's whether it's a rebooted Wilson Fisk or the same Wilson Fisk from Daredevil, I don't know. Um, but there, there have been rumors that they're trying to make, which I guess I can see where the rumors come from because we're dealing with wealthy underground people. Right. And he's kind of the wealthy underground person. Well, I will say Wilson Fisk does have a penchant for, um, for Japanese things and oh yeah people don't know that ronan is a white guy <laughs> so that's also true uh, he he has one of the most famous modern um yakuza killing swords uh so it it makes sense to me that like he might be in you know to deal with the ronan stuff as well yeah i i kind of doubt that that's true i think that's just people speculating based on that the villains seem to be wealthy underground types. But you it would be cool. That, you ever notice that when a, a white guy is poor and he's into Japanese shit, he's a weeb, but whenever he's rich, he's cultured? <laughs> uh, fair. Wilson Fisk is just a big, fat, rich weeb. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's how we should refer to him from now on. He is he is no longer a big threatening kingpin. Uh oh what else? What a weeb with too much money. <laughs> what a weeb. <laughs> um was there anything else that I was gonna Oh yeah you you have now seen Black Widow, yes? Yeah. It was and the, okay. And the post credit scene of Black Widow. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess um Oh yeah, so fucking uh, Yelena might pop up. Yeah, I'm hoping she pops up. Uh, I remember, 
I remember when my dad and I walked out of the theater, we were like, yeah, I guess she's going to be in Hawkeye, and I guess she's going to kill him? Because I bet she can. <laughs> I, I wouldn't... Uh... Uh, I, I, I wouldn't assume that it would be like super easy for her. I like, remember, doubt he, it. Yeah, he fights with Natasha like That's on the same level. So That's true. She, I, I don't think she could easily kill him, but I wouldn't be surprised or feel like I wouldn't feel like they had to cheat with their writing if she kills him. I don't think Marvel would have her kill Clint just because they are trying to build her up as yeah. a potential hero. If not hero, hero-adjacent character. And yeah, I don't kill think... another hero is a big deal. Yeah, I don't think they'd have her actually kill him. But I'm really excited to see the fight. Same. Uh, and I'm betting. I'm betting we see it in this series i'm betting she shows up and she fights him yeah i'm excited for that and and then she and kate become best friends assuming she does not succeed in killing hawkeye um man like i oh wait so bullseye hasn't been in the mcu yet no do you think well depend depends on how canon you consider daredevil I consider Wait, was it he Daredevil. He was in season three of Daredevil. Oh, I didn't watch that one. Okay. Okay. Um, well, then never mind. Bullseye is. And if we're getting uh, Wilson Fisk back, then I have no reason to think that they wouldn't do Bullseye. But I was going to say, wouldn't it be interesting if uh, Kate was the Dark Avengers Hawkeye? Ooh. Interesting. I doubt it. Partly because. I'm pretty sure Jeremy Renner's leaving after this. Well, yeah, that, but but that like she's it, gonna be the main Hawkeye. Yeah, but my my thing is um, that they're making this Dark Avengers roster seem a lot more um, neutral than just straight up bad. Yeah, um, that's true. Like they they gave uh, U.S. Agent a bit more of a uh, redemption towards the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, Yelena is again being billed um, much more heroically than her comic counterpart. Uh, everything suggests to me that she might uh, be convinced to side with the quote unquote Dark Avengers rather than uh, just trying to be a part of the actual Avengers. Interesting. Well, I can't wait to see where it goes. Same I'm here. Thrilled. Wednesdays are cool again. <laughs> it's been a long, what, four weeks since What If ended? Uh, <laughs> it somehow feels longer than that. I It probably is. I can't actually remember how long ago What If was. I remember it was, this is my like random off the off the cuff thought before uh, before we wrap up is uh, there's a lot of people who talk about the the strategy of Disney Plus and saying that they just don't put out enough content frequently enough to hold people's attention whereas Netflix puts out like I don't know four movies and two TV shows every week um, two entire series 
but most of it's bad and <laughs> and you're you're staying subscribed to Netflix because you don't want to miss the next stranger things is essentially what it is it's like well if, i don't know any week now we could have the next big thing it could yeah, you know like had, like you came out and it's you know that i that, had for so long when i wasn't actually watching anything on it um yeah, because like last... it's like, well, I don't know. I don't want to miss the next big thing, so I got to stay subscribed because they put out six new pieces of content every week. The last thing that I really got excited about with Netflix was fucking um, the the War for Cybertron trilogy. I think the last thing I was excited for was the Marvel Netflix stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not a big Netflix guy. But uh, yeah, it shouldn't be again. Yeah, now nowadays to, for sure. Now nowadays feel free to for sure. To my last, um, my last. Yeah, go uh, go check Kingdom out Hearts the Cape go Corner. check out the Kingdom Hearts uh, Cape Corner episode from last week for for more elaboration on why you should unsubscribe from Netflix. But all this to get to uh, my point of I think Disney's strategy is brilliant in that their strategy seems to be we're just gonna own the two biggest most popular franchises in the history of the world and then roughly every week we're going to drop about 30 minutes of one of them forever yeah i think that'll work because pretty much everyone cares about at least one of these two franchises star wars and marvel and i'll be honest i never got behind the whole an entire season drops at once format that Netflix was famous for because I don't like it very much because then you inevitably get someone who stays up for like uh, 20 hours straight watches the entire thing in one sitting the moment it drops starts immediately posting spoilers about the end of it and it's like motherfucker I have to go to work and it also (laughs) kind of dampens um, discussion you know like like squid games I'm uh, Squid Games is interesting, but it's like came and went. This was like what a month ago. Sure. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was two months ago. I've lost track. But it like it hit Netflix. Everyone was talking about it for four days. It was gone. It, it generated a lot of memes, but no one was talking about the substance of it after that. But then you got these Disney Plus shows that drive people like you and me to talk about each episode every week. For Spec- months, speculation fuels excitement yes. in the meat industry, and so when the only speculation people have is from season to season with a year apart with no content, um, the discussion is almost nil. When the speculation goes from week to week with a little piece of content fed to us at a time our minds run wild and we continue talking about it long after a series is over. People are still talking about WandaVision. Uh, Is it always positive? (laughs) No. And fuck them for that. But, uh, (laughs) oh, that reminds me one last thing. I I literally saw a Twitter post yesterday. that was like, be honest. And they showed a picture of Kate and they showed a greater than symbol. And then they showed Wanda. And it's like, why are you even comparing them? Those two. Because I mean, and also, in what regard? Are you talking who would win? No. Are you talking more likable character? Maybe. I saw um, some people argue that it was about attractiveness, but even then, have you seen 
Elizabeth Olsen. Like, yeah, I don't get it. Look, Haley Steinfeld is gorgeous. I just saw a picture of her in a one-piece swimsuit, and I was like, hubba hubba. <laughs> but like, like let's let's not let, let's not do that. Let's not fucking try to tear down one woman in the name of another. Like, I you, you can dislike characterization of Wanda all you want, but to think that she's a bad character is fucking dumb and and again why'd you pick uh two women huh uh, what i swear comic book fans <laughs> I, the, the thing i retweeted uh the other day was like comic book fans will see uh two women characters and be like we got to have a pussy measuring contest yep that's how it goes I did think uh, when when everyone was comparing because they were just the two most recent movies at the time, uh, whether or not Shang-Chi was better than uh, Black Widow. Everyone was saying, can we please stop comparing Marvel's two Asian-led superhero movies? Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Oh, I want to kill myself. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny, but I don't laugh because it's also way too accurate. To I know. Johansson cinema. I know it's it's real bad, but it's it's real. That was I, might be my favorite joke oh. of twenty twenty one. All right. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts on Hawkeye? Um, it, it's really good. Um, I, I'm glad they're not like shoving the Christmas imagery in our face too hard. Um. Uh, I'm very excited to see what it'll do. I I've missed this corner of the MCU, the uh, the spy thriller stuff. Like, yes, uh, again, yes. Winter Soldier, one of my favorite movies. Um, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier leaned, I feel, more into the politics than into the espionage. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it's nice to have you know some of this more grounded stuff again. I really like it. Um, and. Again, I've I've loved Clint the whole time, and I I'm glad to see that he's finally got his own uh, thing. Um, and, and people will be like, "Well, you know, he only got a, a TV show. Don't you think that that's like, you know, pretty shitty for him?" To which I'll say, Black Widow didn't get a movie until after she died. So you know what? Yeah. I'm okay with the TV show since he's still alive. And honestly, these shows are pretty cool. They're pretty good, and they're very long, and you get a lot of character development in them. So I think when they're done well, a TV show is better than a movie because while two hours seems like you know a good time, especially episode, you got to remember overall the time you spend with the character is longer than two hours in a TV show. So they have more time to naturally. Yeah. We're about to get like five hours with Hawkeye. How many episodes is it? Six. It's not bad. All right. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Can't wait to see the next episode. You say they drop Wednesdays. Yep. All right. I'll be checking it out on Wednesday. I am thrilled to see where this is going. That'll do it for us this week. Uh, until next time, y'all, never apologize for loving your fandom and try to stay optimistic. I'll see you next week. <laughs>